welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to copreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow copreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode of the Copper Newer Path podcast. As always, guys, I have an awesome guest for you today. So let me take a minute to introduce to you Stephen Lentz. Stephen and I actually connected through some mutual contacts in the digital marketing world, which we are both very much steeped in. Uh, Stephen is the owner of OcelotTraffic.com and has been for approximately six years in which he employs what he refers to as tactical content marketing to help businesses grow. And he's going to talk a little bit more about that in this podcast episode. But here's where I want to start. So prior to uh, Stephen going full time with this business here in the last year or so, he was actually a firefighter in rural Washington state for approximately 10 years. And he's going to share with us his story about why he left uh, and how he was really forced out of the career that he loved because of his choice not to uh, comply with the COVID vaccination. So we're going to dive in and we're going to start right there. Steven, welcome to the show, man. It's great having you on. We we were uh, having a good time laughing here before we started recording and, uh, I, I hope that the fun that we had pre-recording carries over into the podcast, uh, but maybe is a bit more productive than what we were so far. <laughs> Welcome to the show, either way. Uh, Adam, thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. And to the the boys in blue audience, and as well as the expanded audience that keeps listening to you, uh, thank you for having me here and let me say what I have to say. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. So, I, you know, let's, let's just dive right in here and uh, rip the Band-Aid off because... I mentioned in the intro that you were a firefighter uh, in rural Washington state, uh, but you left. Uh, You left your fire career in order to start a content marketing business. And your story for why you left is, I think, pretty important uh, given the current environment that we're in. And uh, it's worth talking about because I think there's a lot of people that are currently in your shoes and are are looking for a sense of direction, looking for some uh, inspiration and some guidance themselves. And so let's let's just go ahead and talk about that. Why did you leave your fire career? You know, it's kind of a journey, and so I'm going to take you back longer than just when I left. And my final end date was January 30th of uh, this year. So it goes back over 10 years. And when I first got on, you know, my goal was to be a firefighter. And, you know, that's something that cops and firefighters have in common, right? We all took the firefighter test. And, (laughs) 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 you know, I'd like to say that's an original joke, but I actually had another fire guest recently that told that joke in a slightly different way. He said, you know what firefighters and cops all have in common? And I said, no, what? And he says, uh, we all want to be firefighters. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, ha ha ha. I no, but I, go ahead. You know, I I made it right. I beat out the 99 percent because it's competitive up here in Washington State. Um, and I was there for a year and a half. My department didn't have money for me and another guy, so we got let go. 
I got on with another department a year and a half later. Again, I was back out and I was like, this is crazy. Like this pseudo government job with a pension that I'm supposed to be able to be here forever and provide for my family. Just like that security aspect was ripped away from me. And I had never planned on being an entrepreneur. I like my whole goal was, hey, I'll do firefighting. That's going to be my life. And I did everything from that point. Like I sold Kirby vacuum store to door for a hot minute. I sold life insurance over the phone. I, you think of it and I've done some version of something that has to do with something. And then I was like, I need like, this sucks. Like fixing up real estate. I don't like it. I did a couple of deals and I was like, I don't like, you know, the inside of that. Like, and for people who do that, like, it's great. Right. Like I'm not saying your job sucks or what you do isn't worthwhile just for me personally. I'm like, it wasn't for me. No, it wasn't for you. And I was like, but I need to take control of my life. I have a family now, you know, young guy going to the fire service is very different from father and husband and values change. And so like, okay, like I'm gonna, I gotta take control of my situation for my family now. Right. So there's two things you can do is play the victim or take control. And I'm not a victim. And I started businesses and saw those fail. And I was like, I need to figure out marketing. Like, it doesn't matter what business I have. If I can't do good marketing, it's going to fail. And so I, I dug into that super hard. And uh -huh. I took every course from every person who does anything with internet. And, you know, I have a dozen different white label services that I don't use. And <laughs> like I bought everything and learned everything. Because, like, I could see it. I was like, there's a value in this aspect. There's value over here. And it's like this emailing thing. There's value here. And this pay-per-click ads, there's value here. And just taking and gleaning and learning. and started my own, started doing digital marketing. And then the department calls back and said, Hey, we have money. Do you want to come back? And I was like, well, of course, like I love picking grandma up off the floor and cutting people out of cars. Like, why wouldn't I? Right. Like <laughs> right. You know, feed the babies. I show up, I get a paycheck. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And once I got in there and I started doing more learning again of like fire service stuff and I realized like, Oh, firefighters don't live long after retirement. Like we are, in a heavily carcinogenic environment and we live five, 10 years after retirement. And now that I have kids, like, again, my value and vision has changed to grandkids and great grandkids. And I was like, I need to work myself out of this. Like, I love it. I love helping people. That's the whole reason I wanted to be a firefighter. That's the whole, that's yeah. the whole reason people want to be cops, right? Like we like helping people. We want to make a difference. And I realized that me making a difference in this way was going to most likely, right? It's a tell a story impact my future and this is like well what can i do and i went back to what have i done and i got really good at digital marketing stuff so i said okay cool i'm going to build this and work myself out of it so you fast forward a few years now and covid's come through and i get covid surprise i survived right we're talking um what i know right? you can you yeah. can do that i don't oh wow yeah. oh. right round i one. thought everybody died i i don't know i got the og i mean that's not to make light of people that did but you know, we're yep. obviously making light of the 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 false narrative that has been out there largely since the beginning of this whole thing. For sure. I got the OG strain, right? Like, everyone's worried about it. You just hear the hospitals are filling up and all that stuff. Like, it kicked my ass. There, that was not a joke. Like, I was down for a month and, like, it was hard. But, like, I was never in yeah. any mortal danger. I had to go to the hospital or anything. Like, like healthy dude, young guy, right? I'm in my mid-30s. Mm -hmm. Not a huge risk for COVID. And yes, there's outliers like anything, right? Like young people have died from this and like not to discredit that. And it's a tragedy, right? But as just for myself. And so that happens, I get better. I go back to work, going into COVID houses, dealing with COVID patients. I'm not getting it. I'm not transmitting it. Vaccine comes through. And I said, Hey, you have to have this. And I was like, well, 
why do I have to have this? Like, I've got natural immunity. It's proven that it's better than the vaccine. So if that's the gold standard, like, I should be exempt. And I'm dealing with COVID people all the time. I'm not getting it. I'm not spreading it. Like, the only thing I see is there's a big risk factor from all the other stuff that comes with getting this, you know, experimental gene therapy. Right? I'm not going to call it... Mm-hmm. Soapbox, right? And I'm sorry for the soapbox, but yeah. I have a hard time calling it yeah. a vaccine because I've I've got the polio vaccine. I'm not worried about going somewhere and getting polio, right? I'll go swim in a pool mm-hmm. of it. That's not the same for the COVID. Like you get the COVID vaccine and you can still get COVID. Mm-hmm. You can still transmit right. COVID. Like it doesn't do what a vaccine yep. is supposed to do. So that's mm-hmm. that's my spiel. That that bothers me. But anyhow, so they said, hey, you have to have this or you can't work here anymore. And I consider myself, I, this is a self-label, but I consider myself a principled asshole. And I said, well, <laughs> my body, my choice, right? Like, I don't think it's right that you can tell me what I have to do for something that clearly, like, I'm doing good in the community and I'm not putting anyone at risk. Like, these other, mm-hmm. unva- or these other vaccinated people that haven't had COVID are more of a risk than I am to the clients. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And so I was, yes, I left, but it was more of a, I was forced out and was terminated because of that. So stuck my principles and it was, it was a tough choice, right? Like, yes, I had been building my agency to work myself out of the job, but it's not how I wanted to leave. Right. Like, yeah. And I wasn't necessarily ready at that point. Like I didn't have the book of clients that I needed to have to really sustain my family. So that was hard too, right. Being like, Hey, I'm going to walk away from a steady paycheck. So for people that think of, you know, making your business and you just like, oh yeah, now I have a business and I make money. Like that's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. No. Right. And so being like, hey, yeah, it's going to be lean here in the Lentz household for who knows how long as I walk away from a really steady, good paycheck where I show up, I do my job and I get paid because I show up to where I can show up at home and I put in the hours and I call businesses and I may not make anything. Like that's, it's, it's scary. And the entrepreneur world is difficult that way. It is difficult. Uh, absolutely. You're a hundred percent right. It's not an instant thing. It's, it's a ramp up, right? It takes time. And, yeah. um, you know, it's sort of a catch 22. If you want to be able to, uh, even if you were planning this departure, you want to be able to have time to focus on your business. So like a clean break from, your current bit job to, to do your business full-time seems like a great idea. Uh, but there, that comes with a lack of stability, right? Yes. But on the other hand, still working while trying to start a business generally means it takes longer for that business to become, uh, solvent enough to be a full-time thing for you. So there's, there's a catch 22 and it's different for everybody, but either way, you know, I, I want to back up a little bit, um, Steven and, and, I guess just uh, uh, applaud you for your willingness to stand in your principles, right? I think um, more people need to be able to do that, uh, but it doesn't have to be polarizing either, which is what frustrates me about these circumstances in the last several years, especially is that like, I, I don't know at what point in this country we came to this point where we can't stand on our principles without it being polarizing. Like everything now is a polarized political thing, everything, right? Like we could take the, the podcast microphone I'm using right now and somehow somebody will turn that into a political discussion that is polarizing because they think that it's, it's a, they should use a different podcast microphone, right? Like everything has become that anymore. And it drives me absolutely insane. Like at what point 
why can't we just stand in our individual principles that we have and and have the freedom anymore in this country to say okay you know what you be you that's what you believe in that's what you stand for then go ahead and 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 stand in that um but you're right we we shouldn't be forcing anybody to inject something into their body in my personal opinion either especially something that is unproven and experimental and has a lot of things that concern me um but there's so much propaganda media out there anymore that people are unable to actually see through the BS and look for the truth and seek it out themselves. Um, they just, you know, everybody wants to scream science, 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 because they're, they're saying, well, this is what they're telling me the science is. Well, no, have you looked into that yourself? Have you done the research? Because I have, um, my wife is an RN and quite frankly, I'll, I'll just say that she's smarter than most doctors out there and she is very knowledgeable and we've done the research and, um, you know, have a lot of the same concerns you do. Um, and I know that there are a lot of other first responders out there um, that uh, have found themselves in the same situation. I've talked to a lot of them that um, have made that same choice themselves to, to leave under similar circumstances. Um, and, you know, I applaud them for that as well. I think everybody should be able to make their own choice. And I'm not taking a position for everybody here. Sure, I'm sharing my opinion just as you did. Uh, but I'm not telling everybody how they need to think about it, right? If if you uh, are, are all for the vaccine and you are, you know, in, in love with the idea, you think it's great and it's the best thing since sliced bread, fine, you you take that position. I don't fault you for it. I don't think you're dumb. I don't, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to shout you down. You do you. Uh, that's great. That's awesome. You let me do me as well. Right. That's, that's just, that's, that's where I stand. Big proponent of the, the live thing. and let live. And I think the, the thing about polarizing is that I'm not so worried about it being, you know, things being polarizing so much as the cancel culture that has permeated what happens after it's polarized. Right. Does that make Absolutely. Like, that's that's mm -hmm. really the struggle for me is like I had a, you know, the Roe versus Wade thing that came through just recently. And I'm going to say right off the bat that, you know, I think we're having this conversation with Roe versus Wade because the government was like, hey, we figured out that we can tell people what to do with their bodies with the vaccine. Like, let's see if we can grab this next step. Like, I think that's why it happened in the time that it happened. Right. Like it's this ongoing role. But that aside of the cancel culture thing is that I had a conversation with one of my best friends and we don't necessarily agree on what's going on with the road versus Wade. And I mean, we talked for probably an hour and a half and at the end he was crying. He goes, it's really nice to talk to someone and disagree and it doesn't matter. And you're still friends. Like you can't yeah, have this type 100%. of conversation with anyone else. It seems because of that cancel, right? Like, Oh, you don't agree with me because you think, you know, the Packers should have won the Super Bowl. F you, you're dead to me now. Like it's bonkers that we've as a society become unable to disagree and move forward about mm -hmm. anything and it, it becomes trivial and it's it's asinine it's crazy so yeah i'm very yeah, living that life. i hear you but hey you know what i i what i love about your story though is that a phoenix rose from the ashes right and in and, and now here you are with a, a successful business of your own uh in the marketing space you're also helping others grow their businesses uh, through your marketing services. Uh, and so let's let's uh, let's shift direction here a little bit. I want to jump into that. I want to talk about um, what what you offer, how you came up with this and, and really what the benefit is. But before we do that, we have to take a quick break. So let's go ahead and uh, roll the mid roll, Jason. Hey, it's break time real quick. 
Are you interested in being a guest on the Copper Path podcast? Or do you know someone else who would be a good guest on the show? I'm always looking for copper who can share stories of their own copper journey, regardless of how early you are in that journey or how far along you are. I'm also looking for guests who don't necessarily have a law enforcement background, but can offer expert business and marketing advice. So if you would like to suggest a guest or see about being featured yourself on an upcoming episode, please go to cpp.fm forward slash guest and fill out the quick five question form. Again, that's charlespaulpaul.frankmary forward slash guest and fill out the quick five question form. All right, we're back with Stephen, and uh, Stephen left the fire department after a career, uh, successful career, and decided to start his own thing, as we were talking about in the first half of the show, and uh, now he runs a marketing agency focused on content marketing um, to help drive traffic to your website, create awareness for your offer, and uh, increase your interest in it. So let's, uh, let's start off here, Stephen. Explain to everybody what it is that your agency does and how you came up with this concept. Yeah. So it's difficult. Like usually when I talk about this, I take an hour and I have like slides and stuff. We call it firefighter proof when you use pictures, right? Because <laughs> I mean, it needs to be a little simpler sometimes. But what I do is very different because everyone thinks of SEO, which is search engine optimization, as being stuff that has to do with your own website. Right? You're tinkering on it, you're changing the headlines and descriptions, and you're trying to you know, pat yourself on the back and trick the Google algorithm. And we take a very different approach, which I don't really know anyone else who does what we do, uh, in that we use brand authority, credible sites from Google that Google knows, likes, and trusts to represent yourself, which boosts your score. And Google says, hey, because when they, I talk like in a million different directions and they all kind of tie back to each other, so it's kind of hard. So Let's talk about Google really quick, because I think this is important before I go further with that. In the dawn of time, when Google came out, I know you and I are both older than Google. There's some people listening that aren't. But when Google first came about, right, and you'd say, hey, Google, how many bugs are in Africa? Google would say, here's seven websites that tell you where how many bugs are. Right? Google just tries mm-hmm. to give you the best value. And that was it. You've noticed that if you go to Google now and say, hey, Google, how old is the queen? Google will tell you. Right? I'm not going to make a search. Google says, hey, right. queen's 98 years old. Right. This is zero click. Google's keeping your data, keeps you on Google. Then it says, Do you want to know how old Prince Henry yeah. is? Do you want to know where Prince Stana lived? Right. There's Google's shifting to taking your data and keeping you on Google. Primary goal has not changed though, in that aside from Google answering a question, it will give you the best content that it thinks is relevant to your search. Right. Because they know that if they give you crap content, you're going to go to DuckDuckGo or Bing or Yahoo or somewhere else. Right. Google wants to give you what you're looking for. And that's why we have this inherent trust factor of how organic search results work and that we click on the top, you know, that first page that loads up. We say, hey, Google, tell me, doesn't tell me. Cool. I'm going to the first couple that I see because I know that Google trusts these the best to answer my question. Right? We all know that inherently. It's our trust bias. Not saying paid ads don't work. It's my caveat, right? 5% of a billion searches is still a lot of traffic. It can still make a lot of money. 95, 97% of people go to organic traffic. And this is why it's important. So... Again, right. content, why that's important is Google Google's like Amazon, right? Amazon doesn't make the jeans. Amazon doesn't make the shoes. They curate it. Google doesn't make the content. It curates it. So when I have Bloomberg say, hey, check out Steven. He has a dog grooming business in Chula Vista, California. And someone's typing in dog grooming Chula Vista for Rottweilers. Who's going to show up? 
Dick's Dog Grooming, or Stephen's Dog Grooming, who also has his own website, but Bloomberg saying, hey, check out Stephen. He does dog grooming, right? It's a no-brainer. Right. And this is, this yeah. is why it's important why I do what I do. So what we do is we create content. We create news articles, press releases, blog posts, audio, video, and infographics. But what do you when you have content, right? You can't just be like, cool, I have content. Uh, here you go, Facebook. It's not how it works. And we distribute to 400 plus media sites, right? And if you go premium, that includes Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, and other Google News, places like uh, the AP, Market Watch, Medium, right? These super high trusted sites. And so what we do is we take a relationship approach to my clients. And that everyone who signs up, I talk to them personally. We sit down and say, hey, what is, you know, what do you offer? What are your services, your products, your solutions, your benefits? the FAQs that people talk to you, where do you want to show up if you have a physical location or a service area, right? Like these are the things that we learn about and we get into. And then we base our keywords off of that because right, keyword optimization and SEO, again, like there's elements that translate is when people are going to buy jeans, they don't just go on the Googler and go, Google jeans, right? Like Neanderthal, they're going to type in size 36, black distressed hammer pants, right? Like I am looking to solve a problem. I chipped a tooth driving and I typed in emergency chipped tooth repair Kirkland, Washington available now, right? Like that mm -hmm. is buying intent. I'm not just being like right. best dentist LA. Google's going to tell you, Hey, best dentist LA is like $70 a click and you should buy this because it's really competitive. Not how people search. All right. So part yeah. of what I do is I educate my clients and prospective clients be like, this is what we do. This is why we do it. And this is right. We get you results and that you're going to dominate the entire front page organically. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like our process takes about a month and a half for every campaign and Google takes, you know, a couple of days to reorganize the rankings. But as far as like an actual SEO change, it's almost instantaneous from full distribution to ranking changes. But we see like a six to eight month snowball effect of layering that visibility, right? Because every campaign, like all that content, audio, video, news article, press release, blog post, all this indication goes to that, that is all about a specific topic. So if I'm doing, you know, dog grooming chula vista for german shepherds like these are the things i'm searching for and so you know as six months go by and we start adding in you know mobile dog grooming and you know pet care and you know other breeds and we layer that visibility net across the surface area of the water your digital footprint expands and essentially you start catching all the fish as time goes on because your visibility increases through all these different areas so that's the that's the short version if <laughs> the, the long short version if you will yeah. Now I, I, you mentioned a little bit ago, you know, that you don't know anybody else is doing this the way that you're doing it. And after hearing that description, I, I would agree with you. Um, I've, I've heard of other services before that do like press releases and they get them on, you know, Fox and Bloomberg and Yahoo news and all these different, right. But it's really just kind of stops there. And it sounds like your strategy is more holistic than that, that you are bringing in other pieces of content as well. So how do you decide where to start, right? So like a new, a new client comes to you and says, Hey, here's my, my offer. Here's the single thing I want to promote. Uh, where do you start? Do you start with a, a press release? Do you start with a blog post? Like, how do you determine that strategy? No, that's great. So our impact is omni-channel, right? Like if we're talking about, it doesn't matter what service it is, if whatever we're talking about, we want you to show up on the news articles, we want you to show up on YouTube, we want you to show up on Vimeo, right? On the audio podcasts, whatever it is, we hit all the channels for every single campaign because Google loves you more if you show up everywhere, right? I can do a Bloomberg press release and Google say, hey, that's really awesome, I like that. But when you show up in you know a thousand places instead of one, Google likes even better. 
So the inception of each campaign, though, really goes back to the first meeting that I have with a client. It's a done-for-you service. So your only investment is that first 30 minutes to an hour that you sit with me after you sign up. And we, again, we go down and we say, hey, what is your offer, right? What's your website? What's your, like, we dive into it. What do people say when they buy your stuff, right? Like, what are the common questions? Because these are what people are typing into Google. This is the, like the nuts and bolts of it. And everyone's always like, oh, cool. Can I tell you what I want to say? And I say, no. And they're like, they get big eyes. Like, what? Like, <laughs> you're just going to make the content? Like, yeah. It's done for you service. Like, I do it. Like, how do you know what to say? And I was like, because we just had this conversation, what you offer. I right? like, I'm not, if you're a health and wellness coach, I'm not writing a blog of like the 10 best ways to fall asleep at night. That's not what this is about. The blog is about you're providing sleep services to people who have insomnia in Bellevue, Washington. Yeah. And most importantly, you know what works on each of those channels, right? Because exactly. I can tell you this as a marketer and a, co and a copywriter myself that uh, copy that you write for an email sequence is not the same as copy you would write for a Facebook ad, which is not the same as copy you would write for a Google pay-per-click campaign and so on and so forth, right? Absolutely it's right. uh it's all very unique and different, and there are different strategies to employ uh, depending upon the medium that you're using. And so that's really, really important. And so uh, I, you know, I stress that as well with, with our clients um, that really what we want to build and create is a foundation of messaging for your business and for your offer. And then from that is what we, we go out and we write copy for depending upon the use uh, and the location where we're trying to drive that awareness. Absolutely. And it's technical too, right? Like our headline is less than 45 words the or is less than 70 characters. The description is less than 45 words. There's a certain like word count for the body. There's up to three specific type of links. Like we're very intentional on the type of copy that we do. And you're right. Like the press release copy is going to be very different from the, from the blog. Even like it may be the same message but how it's written is very different and it's going to be different yeah. from the video like it's all unique original content because again like that is important to google too and yeah. i would be remiss to not mention consistency if you're going to build a house and you 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 finish it and you leave right you just abandon it it's going to fall into disrepair and go away right and so when it comes to content that's the same thing like i have a podcast you have a podcast if you stop making episodes and you're like cool like i've made my 100th episode woo Ooh, that's it. Like Google's going to stop rewarding you with traffic and sending people to your site. Like your podcast will yeah. live there forever. Like it's not going anywhere, but Google says, cool, I'm going to find someone who's providing value. And so someone's mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, you know, is this like a monthly thing or is it a one-off? Like, yeah, we can do a one-off. That's totally fine. And you know, to do a premium to get Bloomberg and Yahoo and those backlinks, like that's super valuable. Like Bloomberg used to charge a hundred grand just to have an article on their site or 125 grand. If you wanted them to write it for you for one article, wow. but yeah, it's, cra it's crazy, but that's the value that Bloomberg has. Right? Like it's, it's insane, but you could do a one-off and be like, cool, I got these things and that's great. But power comes with consistency. It's like watering a garden, right? Like as you yeah. consistently make content, yep. Google will reward you, you more going. and you have to keep going. So it is a yeah. monthly thing that I do. Um, and also like, you know, that snowball effect from six to eight months because Google says, Hey, this is valuable authority. People keep talking about you. And then it's an ongoing thing. So that, that was the spiel about consistency, that consistency is important. And regardless of medium, like even if you don't use my services, if you're going to make content, like make like, once a month or once every other week or whatever it is, but be consistent because that is going to get you further. Yeah, 100%. So as, as we start to wrap things up here, Stephen, can you give us a uh, maybe real world case study example of, of how this worked and the results that you got for a client? Yeah, so... 
Uh, I mean, there's a couple. One is the long-term client. You can search any sort of like Calgary soundproofing, whatever, and you're going to find Hush City just dominate the entire front page. And then a short-term client was uh, Georgia Coot. If you do like, well, what is it like women's wellness coaching, Bellevue, Washington or something like that, like she's all over the front page. And that was only two months in. And that's just one of those things of like, hey, you know, we are very intentional with how we do this. Results happen immediately, right? Like she didn't exist in Bellevue's women's wellness coaching before that, right? And so those are your, your short examples of case studies, right? You have long-term, short-term, and it's just more powerful the longer you're with it. Obviously, right? Georgie's not going to show up all over for different types of wellness coaching because she's only been, you know, done two months worth, but that's how it works. Awesome. So if people want to connect with you and, uh, uh, just to follow you, I mean, you've got your, I guess, first of all, you've got your own podcast, right? So you have the, it's the subject to change podcast. What's that all about? Yeah. Uh, you know, I got tired of being the sleazy digital marker guy that someone posts on Facebook, like, Oh, I have this problem. And I was like, Ooh, let me jump into your inbox and tell you I can solve it. Right. Like, it's like, I'm just going to make a value driven podcast where people can come on my show, rep their brand. I'll pimp their services. And at the end of it, like if I like them, maybe I can offer them something or maybe we can collaborate or, you know, we have a relationship at that point. And if not, like they have made valuable content that they can repurpose and reuse for their own stuff. And it's going to be, you know, living on in podcast world forever. So just a, a value add to business owners. So that's kind of where the, the genesis came from was for me to make relationships and to help other people. Awesome. All right. So check out the subject to change podcast. Uh, you can find it on Apple podcast, Google pod podcast, Spotify, uh, all the usual places that you would listen to podcasts. Um, Steven, how would people connect with you if they're interested in your services and they want to get more yeah. information? So my website's actually being worked on right now, but there's there's going to be a live version all the time. It just might not be the really great one, but you can go to Ocelot Traffic, O-C-E-L-O-T-T-R-A-F-F-I-C, ocelottraffic.com. And there should be like a, you know, book a call button type thing that you can jump on my calendar schedule and we'll zoom and do something like this. Or you know, I don't mind dropping my personal email. I can always block you later if you're annoying. So <laughs> it's the number one. And then my first and last name, Stephen Lenz. So one Stephen Lenz at gmail.com. And that goes straight to me. And always happy to help answer some questions or again, schedule call or, you know, talk marketing stuff. Awesome. Well, we'll drop all those links into the episode notes for this podcast. Um, and please do us both a favor, guys. If you go check out ocelottraffic.com and you decide to book a call with Steven, um, let him know in the process of booking, there's a field for you to say, hey, how did you find out about us? Let us let him know that you heard about Ocelot Traffic on the podcast. Uh, you can either put the podcast name in or my name, Adam Wills, and let him know where he found it. That helps Steven out so he knows where that traffic is coming from. Um, but also because Steven is generous enough to give me a little bit of a kickback, if I'm frank, uh, if you guys decide to sign up with him, um, which of course helps us uh, keep the podcast going. So I greatly appreciate that. Um, but go check out ocelottraffic.com. Steven, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it, man. And uh, more power to you again uh, for your, uh, your principal decision-making in your career and for uh, crushing it for your clients. No, I appreciate that. And let me take that one step further, right? Like, it's always nice to, because being an affiliate doesn't cost the client anymore, right? But if you drop Adam's name or the podcast here, Coppernur, I'll give you a little discount as well, right? So make it make it nice for both of you. Give you, give you some, inventive to, some incentive to drop Adam's name. So if you don't see the field or you miss it, just like, hey, you know, 
I found you through Adam and I'll give you a discount. Right on. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show, Steven. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.